everybody, how's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys own this. This is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast by Timothy Rocks for Rock and Roll Thrive. Happy Thursday, everybody. It is June 3rd. And guys, this one was an absolute straight up barn burner of an episode. This one might be one of my favorites of all time. So this band comes all the way out of Australia. They're called Dreamers Crime. And how do you describe them? They're hard rock. They're metal. They're, they can be metalcore. They're explosive anthemic tracks. They have a brand new album called Here We Are that comes out at some point in 2021. They've released two singles off it, Silence and Dreaming. If you like a little bit more of that hard rock side, Dreaming is going to be the one for you. If you like a little bit of that heavier, more anthemic, a little bit more metal, more metalcore side of things, you're going to really like Silence. I like both tracks, but Silence is definitely the track for myself. So go check it out. Again, I'm going to have the link description below for everything for them. And this one's just fun because both Peter and Simon, my God, these guys are absolutely hilarious. And we drop different references on a lot of things. We drop references on South Park. We drop references on Nick Cage because, yes, there is a Nick Cage inspiration when it comes to the silence music video. So, again, you're going to want to go check that out. Uh, check that out as well. There goes my grammar for the day already, even though my grammar during the podcast I thought was rather top choice. So, this band is definitely one you're going to want to get into. I have, again, all the links for the description below. But let's welcome Simon and Peter to the podcast. Are you guys ready? Let's go! Yeah! Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast, I don't know what it is with me, but whenever I find bands from Australia that I could potentially get in the podcast, I listen to them and I absolutely just start enjoying them. Had Victoria K in the podcast, had Stevie Javinsky, I can't kind of, I feel bad for recording his band's name. His daughter, Cassie Paris, on the show. And then the band Stepson, who you guys know I absolutely just, you know, love after that interview. And hopefully after this one, you know, after listening to the music from this band, it seems like it's going to go that same way that it did with Stepson. So I'm super duper happy about it. Their brand new album, Here We Are, will come out at some point in 2021. Release date yet to be set, but be on the lookout for it. So please welcome the guys from Dreamers Crime, Peter and Simon. So guys, welcome to Core Progression Podcast. What's up? What's up, man? Okay, okay, I gotta say this. Peter, are you wearing a Milwaukee Bucks jersey right now? Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> okay, did you do it? Spe- okay, did you do it specifically because I am from Milwaukee and that's where I'm shooting this episode from right now? Like, I, I was born in Milwaukee. I live there. I mean, I've, I was like, I noticed the green. I'm like, this might be. I'm not sure, but I just like, go like that. I saw the Milwaukee. I'm like, yes. Holy shit. This is awesome. Nah, man, I didn't do my homework. I guess this is fate. <laughs> I guess so. That is absolutely incredible. But that's one thing I've kind of noticed too, is when I was, well, but back before the pandemic hit, I was traveling around a couple of places. I went over to Europe and trying to describe where I was from. I just learned to say, you guys watch basketball? Yeah. You know where Giannis plays? Yeah. That's where I'm from. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, man. Like for us, yeah, we know Milwaukee. But if you were to tell us where in Milwaukee, yeah, we're at. We're out of this conversation. <laughs> no, oh, no. I'll, I'll just say Milwaukee, and you guys will be like, okay, at least we know where it is. I'm not going to give you a, spe- like, a specific location because I gave my address. to be like, okay, where the hell is that? And then everyone also would know my address. That might not be the best idea. <laughs> so as we get jumping in this episode, guys, I, there's always a certain way that I like to start out these episodes. And I ask you each of you guys three different questions. The first two, very simple, very easy Gets you introduced to everybody else, but the third one kind of puts you on the spot in the most fun way. So first is, what is your name? Second is, when it comes to Dreamers Crime, what do you do in the band? And the third one is, I want to know a little fun fact, interesting story, wacky story by yourselves that will hopefully make me fall out of my chair laughing. 
I have heard some ones that have still stuck in my head, like a band. Uh, they chloroformed their lead singer and they took him to a beach in Florida, buried him halfway in the sand and made it look like his uh, legs were taken off by a shark. I also heard a story about the basis for Hinder lighting his balls on fire in front of Diamante because the guy that's his parlor trick. So I've heard a bunch of wacky ones. Those are two that still stick out in my head. So if you guys can make me literally fall out of my chair laughing, then you guys win. So I'll let you guys take it away. We got a couple. Oh, man. (laughs) I don't know if I can keep up with someone's balls lit on fire. That's (laughs) (laughs) I'm falling off my chair. (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm Peter. I am the lead singer of the band. And the most craziest thing I've been asked on tour so far is a hand in marriage. And when I said that I couldn't do it, I was offered a rice field. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you were offered a rice field? Where was this? Philippines. (laughs) Dude, you you could have owned a rice field by now. I mean, you could have made some serious profit off of that. Yeah, I know. But I also could have had my balls lit on fire too. (laughs) Process. Yeah, you could have done both. You never know. I mean... What whatever happens on tour just ends up coming out here on the podcast, and we just laugh about it at the end. It does, it does. Man, I want to, I want to see if I can go over to the Philippines and have someone ask for my oh. hand in marriage and offer me a rice field for it. I, I you know what? I got to go to the Philippines now. It, it, it's official. I got to do it at some point in the next couple of years before I get too old. And you know, then all of a sudden, like, oh, we don't want to have his hand in marriage because he's a little old. It's the old crypto of the Philippines rice fields. You got to get in. <laughs> Got to get in now. It's, you got to get in early, like like with um, if you were an early investor in Bitcoin, Ethereum, right now, Dogecoin. Yeah. Got to be an early investor in rice fields. <laughs> it's the future. It is the future. All right, Simon, your turn. Yeah, I'm Simon. I'm the guitarist. And one of our crazy stories from early days, um, we went traveling to Melbourne and we went by motorhome and we hit a bridge. Because it was, we were too high for going under the bridge, so we hit it. <laughs> yeah, let we me, me replay the sound. It's like did the bus just get like stuck or something like under the bridge? Stuck. Yeah, it was more than stuck. The whole top got ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, air conditioning unit fell off. <laughs> Ooh, and then a tow truck came by in like a split of a second. He's like, yeah, um, a vehicle hits this bridge like six times a week. I'm like, shit. We yeah. also on the news that day too. Sydney sighted <laughs> on motorhome, make traffic. <laughs> they're probably, they should end up like raising that bridge at some point. If they're going to have accidents and people get stuck under there six times in one week, come on. Yeah, yeah it's man. pretty ridiculous. It's the driver's fault. Yeah, it's, it's the fact that you guys made a bridge that is way too low for larger vehicles to pass. And it's not going to be like something every time where all of a sudden, if you've ever seen the movie The Mummy Returns, when they have the double-decker bus and they're trying to take out that one <laughs> mummy by literally driving through the bridge. And the whole top half of the double-decker bus doesn't just get stuck. Like, the whole entire half, top half just completely gets ripped off. But they're still driving, having a good time. So, yeah, let's not have that. I mean, that that could potentially cause... Some severe damage, like the loss of an air conditioning unit. <laughs> Dude, beloved, we all gather here today to mourn the loss of this air conditioner unit. Now we must go on the rest of this tour, sweating our balls off, and we can no longer set them on fire because they are way too moist. Uh, well, lucky we have that rice field to pay it off. <laughs> Luckily, we have the rice field to pay it off because, 
you know what? Invest in rice. Everyone likes rice. Everyone needs rice. Why not do <laughs> There'll that? There'll come a day where we won't have anything in the world but rice. And who's going to have all the rice? Peter is because he has his own rice field. <laughs> well, that's awesome. But of course, thank you guys once again for being on the podcast because you've got brand new music that has come out this year. A brand new single that came out in January called Silence recently. A brand new single called Dreaming that came out in, right at the end of April in 2021. And you have a brand new album coming out called We Are Here coming out at some point in 2021. I know you guys said that the release date wasn't necessarily set yet. So, but 2021 still is a date. And with all the incredible music coming out in 2021, it's going to be interesting to see kind of where this ends up fitting in. But after listening to Dreaming, I, I liked it. And then I listened to Silence. And I'm just like, yeah, this band definitely has something going on here that I'm a big fan of. As much as I love hard rock, punk rock, metalcore, I'm like, holy shit, this is where it's at. Yeah, thanks, Amen. brother. Um, it's a like a, it's a work over the last uh, four years. Different band members coming in and out, but you know, the time has come. Twenty twenty one is here. Twenty twenty is over. You know, we were sitting on it for a while too, to be honest. I think we recorded the video for Dreaming like February last year because we were going to release that single first last year, but it wasn't worth it. No one was paying attention to music as much, but yeah. Even though there was, I'll say, even though there was a lot of times, especially when 2020 hit, especially with the pandemic, where a lot of people wanted new music to come out, it was the bands that had already been established that were releasing new music at the time where the bands are really getting the notoriety because they had the fan base, they also had the money that was behind it. Like in April, early April of 2020, I remember August Burns Red was being pressured to push their album back because, oh, well, you're going on tour at some point. They're like, hell no, we're releasing it now. And all of a sudden, People had new music right at the beginning of the pandemic. The band Red ended up pushing theirs up. I know a lot of bands pushed theirs back, but it was, I still remember all the bands that had come out in that early part of the pandemic. Again, August Burns, right? I remember in this moment did it. Trivium did it. And I'm just looking at the, some of these albums. I'm like, these are some of the best albums of the year right here, especially with that Trivium one. I'm like, holy fucking shit. Mm. So there are a lot of people that are paying attention to music, but they're paying attention to all the established bands at that time. Mm. It was a big, it would have been a big risk for a band to just, uh, if they especially recorded a whole album, just dropping it with no tour to follow up, like, you know, mm. with the right marketing PR, you know, um, people being, being big fans of their music. Yeah, it would have gotten out, but, you know, uh, you wouldn't have been able to support the album, the momentum. Would it have been worth it? Would you come out at a loss? Would it have dropped your motivation to keep doing it? It, it was a gamble. And, you know, Dreamers Crime thought, we, we don't have anything to lose by waiting. You know, no one was anticipating something, so we might as well wait. Mm. Yeah, you didn't have that anticipation like a band like A Day to Remember had because they were supposed to come out with them in 2019. All of a sudden, it's like, okay, when's this thing coming out? They're just Everyone just keeps waiting and waiting and waiting. But with you guys, you basically had kind of in a weird spot too where it's, yeah, there's a pandemic coming out and you can have to delay the album, but you can do it and you can take that bet on it just due to the fact that if you release it earlier, yeah, that's that's fine. You know, people are going to get music during the pandemic. They're going to get brand new stuff. But then the following support to keep up, keep up that momentum and keep Dreamers Crime growing, keep the fan base growing, keep your listenership growing, that would have been a much tougher uphill battle than if you're doing it right now in 2021. That's right. Like, yeah, backing it up with some tours and some gigs. Yeah, definitely, 100%. Well, now with things starting to open back up again, and I know certain, I've seen certain things, especially with different Australian bands while playing in Australia. Are you guys playing live shows right now? Do you have live shows set up? What's going on there? Sorry? 
Yeah, um, we had a live show last week um, and we had a good turnout. Um, it was great. Um, yeah, we were pretty lucky because, yeah, um, this week we just um, had a COVID case and they started doing a, a bit of lockdown again. And, um, well, last week we were able to have people standing and moshing and stuff. And then this week they went back to seating pretty much, I think. Right? Is that right, Ray? Yeah, we, we, we just fit in. Yeah, it's still, still Assassin's Festival. I think it was yesterday. It was all seated with tables. Within and the week, week before, yeah, was, we had <laughs> almost full cap room standing. Yeah. And it was so, all because, I'll say, was it all because right? of just one COVID case that got confirmed that caused this? Yeah. <laughs> this guy wanted a barbecue, <laughs> man. Like, if you see where, where, where he was followed, he went to, like, five different shops that were, like, this particular company, which I won't say. He was, he was looking for a barbecue, but he traveled, like, 30, 40 kilometer distances to, to check out these barbecues. And he went everywhere. And the government's like, yeah, you know what? We don't know what this guy's done. And because he's done this whole area. And apparently it, it went into some sewage system in some sort of area. And it's like, it's, it's like a horror movie. It's like, yep, oh, we're going into lockdown again. So this weekend's been pretty tight. Masks are back on in indoor areas. But it's crazy because last week, yeah, that's kind of crazy. I know that the Australian rules when it comes to COVID and the government regulations, they've been very strict from the people I've talked to, especially with all of a sudden, okay, mm -hmm. like one COVID case. And all of a sudden I know, I do understand what you're saying where the guys basically went in like a 30, 40 kilometer radius and was just seen checking all these different barbecues. <laughs> and <laughs> I get where that can be. You could potentially have this larger spread, but, I'm, yeah. but on the reverse side, here in the U.S., it has been different where we're starting to open stuff back up. Um, and like looking at like future festivals, there's stuff already starting to plan for like a little bit later in May, June. But then the festivals will start going in July again. And right now it's like I think in Wisconsin, last time I checked for COVID cases, like the confirmed cases like, like the previous day was about another like 606. So it's just we're seeing like we're still seeing a lot of cases happen. But yeah we're seeing stuff open back up again. And I think a lot of yeah. it is just because, you know, people are just sick and tired of this and more people are getting yeah. the vaccine as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess it's just a, I think they're just a bit more cautious down here in Australia, but uh, also for us as a band, it's a bit risky to try and book kind of even interstate tours because within a week, it just went bang. It just went cut. It's like, you know, we would have had to cancel shows, would have had to, well, fans would have been disappointed and stuff like that. So, yeah, well, it was good that we had the one gig last week, which we were like really happy with. Yeah. Especially one in a full cap room where people are standing up moshing, especially after listening to the song as well. I mean, Silence, that's one that I want to get into a mosh pit with and just go crazy. And if something happens where all of a sudden my head gets split wide open again and I'm in that <laughs> pit and you guys see it, you're just going to see me have to throw my thumb up like, I don't believe I'm good. Don't worry. We're good. <laughs> but keep going, keep going. <laughs> just, just keep going, keep going. I'll be fine. Just, just need to stop the bleeding. I'll, I'll get out for a little bit. Just, just, just like, I'll, I'll be courteous. You're from Milwaukee, right? And you're in Milwaukee now. Is that right? Yes. So what's like the, so we, we, like other than like, you know, the major cities and major states, like, you know, you got your LA, Austin, Texas, and um, all, all the other main gig areas that we know. What's the Milwaukee scene like? Ooh, very good question. So the Milwaukee scene. Oh, is wait, I'm interviewing. My bad. 
No, oh, that's totally fine because it's going to give other people a, like a perspective of what it's like to kind of go either play a show up here, especially with bands that are upcoming. Because I mean, when you guys have a chance to come to the U.S. and go around, there's going to be certain places you're going to want to go to, of course, some of those major markets. But there's also going to be certain areas of the country where the music that you guys play more that hard rock, heavy metal, metalcore kind of style is going to end up having a little bit of a bigger following. It depends on the certain places. Like we said with Austin, Texas, Texas is its own kind of thing, along with Florida as well. Those places are just kind of unique on their own. Florida's even just nuts. But when it comes to different other areas that really take in like heavy, like a heavy scene in rock and metal, it's going to be the northeastern part of the United States. So you're looking like New York, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, that kind of area. Or you're looking at the Midwest, like Chicago, Milwaukee, Minneapolis. So, But basically what it's like is, it's like a family vibe, honestly, because you see a lot of the same people at the same shows because everyone just likes to go out to those shows, go see those same bands and just have a good time. Honestly, there's never, there's barely been a time where I've gone to a live show and I'm like, that didn't have the best time or anything because the, everyone just wants to be there. Everyone's there to the, to be there because everyone connects with the music so well. And even though it's not necessarily as talked about as some other styles of music that around here, like hip hop and rap is a bigger thing. Of course, pop music, it depends on where you are in the United States, but like country music stadium, country pop country is also a big thing, of course, depending upon where you are. So it seems like rock and metal is drawn back, but here's the perfect analogy I have for this. It was a show I went to on November 2nd in 2019. They had a pop artist that was at, here at the Raven Milwaukee because there's three stages. There's the ballroom stage, which is up top. Then you have this club stage, which is in the middle, and then the basement stage down below. Basement stage, of course, holds the lease, then the club stage, then the, the ballroom. They had a pop artist in the ballroom, an alternative artist at the club level. But then at the bottom, it was Light the Torch, Fit for a King, and the headliner was Ice Nine Kills. Oh, wow. At the bottom level. Yeah, at the bottom level. That bottom level was absolutely 100% jam-packed. Sold out completely within like three hours, I would say, when the show went live. And they would have moved everything around. But of course, they're selling tickets for all these other shows and they've already got schedules. They're not going to just completely move things around. They did do, end up doing that two weeks beforehand when I saw Motionless and White there because they had him in the basement. Like, oh, no, we sold way too many tickets. We got to put this one up another level. And then that sold out <laughs> as well. So there's a big fever pitch there. But when I went there, it was just okay, song gets, like, Light Torch gets started, all of a sudden you're seeing the pit start to form, like, okay, that's where I gotta be. <laughs> they start the earliest, we end the latest, we're the loudest, and people were kind of just, like, wa we walked in, and people that were, like, there to see the pop artists were kind of looking at us, like, oh, who are these people going to see who? Because everyone had, like, these, you know, the scarier shirts on. All of a sudden, they're walking out, and they're still hearing Ice Nine Kills play because they played for, like, two freaking hours. And they're all kind of walking out like, what the heck's going on? And then by the time we walk out, everyone's just so super happy, super elated. And it's the best way I'll put it is like in the mosh pit. When, when like the set's done, everybody's done. You could have been just beating up somebody. You could have been just like going crazy on some, on a bunch of people. You could have been just gotten beaten up as well, just because of all the hits that were being taken. But at yeah, the yeah. end of the show, everyone's giving each other high fives. Everyone's giving each other hugs. Everyone's just like, you good man, you good man. It's a whole family vibe here in the Midwest part of the United States when you go to shows. I've see, also seen this happen many times in Chicago and in Minneapolis as well. And I assume in other places in the Midwest, like uh, Indianapolis, Detroit, uh, anywhere in Ohio, and even in the Northeast as well. I could easily say because with the Rock and Roll community here in the U.S., it is basically a family. It's like shaking hands after a bar fight and grabbing a beer afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's a great way to put it. 
hey man, sorry I glassed your eyeball. Let's go grab a beer. <laughs> that actually, I've seen that happen before where someone just completely <laughs> laid somebody out. Guy, guy started bleeding. All of a sudden, they pit, the guy who laid him out picked him up, like kind of ran out of the pit with him. Like, okay, we got to make sure this guy's okay. And then I see them five minutes later because the set had ended and the bands were changing out. I see them over at the bar drinking a beer together. I'm like, well, that was quick. All righty. <laughs> There was also one other time, it was that same show as well, but in between Fit for King and Ice Nine Kills, where in the pit we had found like a, we found a wallet, a cell phone, and a shoe. And Whoa. we end up like we're like trying to find out who the heck do these belong to. So we're holding up the wallet, and everyone around us is just chanting, wallet, wallet. And there's some guy that's like, wait, I lost my wallet. We're like, get over here, get over here. So we pulled out the ID from the wallet, put it up next to his face. We're like, here you go, sir. <laughs> We did the same thing with the phone. We did the same thing with the shoe. If you check his feet, he'd be missing a shoe. Well, it was all three different people, though. Some, one person lost their phone. One person lost their phone. One person lost their shoe. Out of all three of those at shows, I've only ever lost one of those things, and it was a shoe. I did get it back, though, because someone threw it back in the pit and hit the guy next to me square in the chest, and he was super-duper happy because, hey, he found my shoe. Yeah. Hey, that's mine. <laughs> Yeah, so if you guys get a chance to come to the United States to play, there's definitely plenty of place to play, but definitely come around the Midwest, Chicago, Milwaukee, Minneapolis, anywhere, uh, Minneapolis, Indianapolis, Detroit, anywhere in Ohio, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Columbus. I'm trying to think a couple other places. Uh, yeah, like a lot of those places. It's just an insane family vibe that we got going on here. And it doesn't seem like at first, like, oh, it doesn't seem like, oh, you know, there's a lot of people that like this stuff. Well, when anytime one of those bands come around and they just sell out anything, it's nuts. And I can even guarantee you this, when Summerfest in Milwaukee, because it's like a larger music festival, but it takes in all different genres and rock and metal have definitely been dropped back. There's going to be one day where all of the people, no matter what happens, the side stage headliner is going to be the largest crowd, no matter what. And I can guarantee you because I've seen this happen plenty of times before. Doesn't matter what pop artist, hip hop artist, whatever it's gonna be, everyone's gonna be there to see Rise Against. Yeah, man. Like you know, we saw that even we going in the few, to a few gigs the last like couple of months. People want to see rock and metal artists again because it's the vibe we get when you're there. Like it's all energy, it's all positive energy. The band or the artist is throwing it at the crowd. The crowd throws it right back, and everyone is hanging to do that again. Absolutely hanging. And wherever it comes up the first time, that festival or Big Show is going to kill it. Absolutely kill it. Oh, absolutely. I'm waiting for that moment because it's something where you guys have been on the shelf for quite a while in terms of being able to play live shows, even though I know you guys recently got to play one that was at full capacity. So you guys can attest to this where getting back out there, just that energy, just that excitement, that happiness is just going to overtake and you're going to want to play and just go absolutely as hard as possible. Us in the crowd, we've been waiting to get back to live shows over here. We've been waiting to get back into that pit and just go absolutely crazy. And yes, it may seem chaotic, but we're having all this energy because this is what we love to do. We're going to throw it back. You guys are going to throw it right back to us. And by the time the show gets to its final song, it's going to be this just massive explosion of energy. But the biggest part about it is it's all for the positive. It's never for the negative because everyone connects this music so positively. And we're finally connecting with everybody once again that we kind of care about in a way. Yeah. You're right. You said it before. It's a family. It's it's a and it's one of the best families to be a part of outside of my actual family. This is my two favorite families: my actual family and rock and metal. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. So, 
So I'm, I mean, I'm just happy to hear that you guys are playing live music once again. And the fact that, you know, you're being able to play at full capacity rooms. And was it like that where, with, especially with the full capacity standing, people moshing, was it just this insane amount of energy going back and forth between you and the crowd? Yeah, there was great energy going back and forth. I mean, um, people were moshing. Yeah, just, um, it was great just because we hadn't played in it like over a year. It was the last gig was February last year. Um, so over a year yeah it's it just you know people were just it's just kind of like uh yeah just everyone just cracked out of their shell and just like wanted to just mosh and yeah just bring bring that energy it was great yeah Shit, i did a trust fall people wanted to catch me so <laughs> everything's back to business <laughs> back to normal Shit, I should have tried to find a way to sneak into australia and just to see that show because i've been dying over here for something like that <laughs> There's this shipping container, actually. Nah, I'm <laughs> so, no, no, You know what we'll do? We'll, we'll take this off the record when we'll talk about the shipping container because now I'm kind of curious to see how this is going to work out. Yeah. Uh, course- it's actually in the container with all the rice. It's got to be in between the rice. <laughs> <laughs> they come in rice, have like a little tube for, the bre- for breathing. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this container is good. All of a sudden they put it there, start unloading it. And just like they're moving all the like uh, the bags of rice. All of a sudden they're just going to see me squish in the middle. I'm just going, <laughs> I'm alive. And then it's going to be like, sir, we have to uh, we have to report to the authorities. And I'm just going to run out. They'll be like, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah, they're. There, there's a there's a wacky American on the loose in some place in Australia. I don't know one of the one of the coastal cities. Also, it's like, can we find him? Yeah, uh, maybe not. He, I don't know. Might blend in. Might not. You never know. He's carrying some sort of strand of rice bacteria through the city of Sydney. <laughs> yeah, that might actually be it. There's new rice bacteria in the city of Sydney. How did this get there? Well, an American man ended up hiding himself in a <laughs> container full of rice. Rice from the Philippines, might I add. And apparently, it just kind of traveled with them. At least it's a bacteria, though. We can use antibiotics to get rid of that bad boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. This is a movie. Let's start writing this down. <laughs> oh, God. I've got... Oh, God. We, I've, this isn't the only thing I've come up with to, today with like with this. Because I was on a call with a bunch of other people as well. And we kind of were talking about the same kind of thing. All of a sudden, it became like a South Park episode that we wrote about... <laughs> Already different things of the pandemic. I had a whole South Park idea episode I wrote back when I was like 17 years old that I'm still hanging on to, but I don't think it'll ever get made because it's it would have fit definitely at that time, but not now. And then also working on uh, the episode where they went to Casa Bonita because that restaurant is in danger of closing. So our whole premise is Cartman's going to try and save Casa Bonita by investing in Dogecoin. <laughs> wait, wait, legitimate question. Hey, wait, does Casa Bonita exist? Yes, it does. Oh my God. Yeah. We need to go this, Simon. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> and I need to, I need to jump off those rocks. Because, <laughs> like, with my full time job, my boss actually lives in Colorado. So I asked him, like, is this, is Casper a legitimate thing? He said, yes, it's a legitimate thing. And it was kind of struggling when they first came out the episode because it was more like just like a family kid thing. All of a sudden it turned from a family kid thing to like a pilgrimage where all these different like college students and 20 year old guys were going there because it was in South Park and they just ran with it. Now it's 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 on the verge of closing and we're saying you got to have another South Park episode where they feature Casa Bonita because that is going to reinvigorate everything, especially because something yeah. where Cartman's going to try and do something to save it. I mean, come on. The world well, of possibilities because of COVID or because it's just, you know, it's just it was the co- whole thing has died out. 
because of COVID, because it was pretty much shut down for almost a year, pretty much. Yeah, right. So everyone's trying to like save it and try and find a way to get it, keep it going. Much like a lot of us did with the music venues during the pandemic as well. I know what we're going to do, Simon. Dream is Chrome Gear, Casa Benita, first show. Done. <laughs> and you have to end the show by uh, diving off the cliff. Oh, yeah. yeah it's uh, that's on my bucket list. Now that that actually exists, it has to be done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 please do. It's like, I'm not sure if like, okay, you know, you might have to sneak up there and jump off and they might not let you, but you know what, where there's a will, there's a way. And like the, <laughs> the water's only like, you know what, uh, 30 centimeters deep. <laughs> if it was, I mean, that's not even enough to like, like your face would go in and that'd be it. Yeah. And then you'd have no face. <laughs> hey some people would say that probably make my face look better anyway so you, you never know i might give it a shot it might turn out like all of a sudden i hit my face all of a sudden now everything realigns perfectly get the perfect jawline we're good to go or it might horribly like maim me to the point where i start looking like the elephant man i don't know but you know what you gotta you gotta try to find out <laughs> yeah you, you don't know until you try it right <laughs> exactly much like how i kind of had the like my first mentality with the mosh i'm like i don't know how to do i don't know if i want to do this or not and someone threw me in there i'm like well can't knock it till i try it someone threw me in and next thing i knew i got knocked pretty hard yeah that 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 feeling when you're first when you're in your first mosh pit and someone has thrown you in there or they've dragged you in there your heart is racing, your adrenaline starts pumping. It's like you're in a war. It's like, what am I about to feel? And then there's this elbow back of the head and you're like, holy shit. But that was pretty good. Let's go round and round. <laughs> My turn. That's, that's how I feel too. Even at times now, it's like when mosh pits are, I'm like, even though I love going in at times, I'm like, man, do I really want to jump in it right now? Just because I still kind of get some of those jitters. And I think I, sometimes I tell people, just push me. So people push me. And when I take that first hit, because I will usually get laid out in the first hit. And it just reminds me of the first time I got hit in a mosh pit. I'm just like, oh, yes. And then all of a sudden, my mentality, like, I'm not afraid of anything anymore. I'm just set, ready to go. I'm ready to just go absolutely nuts. If I lay people out, I lay people out, and then I pick them right back up. If I end up getting hurt, just, you know, I'll find my way out of there. Just, uh, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. <laughs> but also, you guys got, you know, like we said, brand new music that has just recently come out with a song called Dreaming. And, of course, sounds came out earlier in the year. And a brand new album called Here We Are that's going to come out at some point in 2021. I know you said you've been sitting on this for quite a while, but it must feel good to finally start getting some of these tracks out there as well so that people kind of can start really gearing up for the album, for your guys' is really, you know, I would say bursting onto the scene because especially with how good these tracks are. And just going forward to get to that point where all of a sudden you're playing these live shows, again, full capacity rooms, and that energy level is just constantly bouncing back and forth. It's got to be super exciting to come out and do something like this, especially following this pandemic. Yeah. Um, so we're going to release, I guess, another single soon. And um, with the album following up after that. So, yeah, I guess, um, yeah, it's 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 a good year. I mean, in terms of well, compared to last year with releases and stuff, yeah, we just, you know, we, we, we were waiting ages and we were just like itching to get it out there. And yeah, we just, yeah, just um, enjoying the year and just um, looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, we, like I said, this has been like a big project and the fact that we were finished quite some time ago and we've been waiting, you know, how you feel like you're, you're in a different headspace or a different mindset as an artist, as time goes on. It's like, you know, we're in the middle of writing new material now. So like, we're, we're, we're mentally ahead and we're trying to play catch up with 
our old mm. ideas. So that that's also been an interesting experience as well because you know you created this art at a particular time and you as a person are in a new time and a new mindset doing new things. <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to explain. I, it is kind of hard to explain, but I totally absolutely understand it because I recently had a conversation with Mixie from Stitched Up Heart and we basically talked about the same thing because they didn't went through the same thing, but on a different level where they released their their album in 2020, like the day everything shut down. Like it was like they released it all of a sudden, boom, now everything shut down, can't do anything about it. So it's like they want to go out and promote this new album and tour on it. But during this pandemic, they've wrote, they've written a lot of new stuff as well. So it's kind of like they're still trying to work with the old, but also work with the new at the same time as well. But it also gives you an advantage because you have this stuff that you're ready to release that's going to come out. But then right after it's coming out, you're already looking forward to the next stage and looking for the next phase and look for that next release. But the other thing it allows you to do too is, okay, you can look forward, but also don't forget, you've got a brand new album that's going to come out in 2021. You got a brand new release. Enjoy it as much as possible because you only ever get this a couple of times. I mean, if you're a musician that you'd be able to release something on a grand scale, that doesn't happen to nearly anybody or everybody, I should say. And then to be able to do it more times than just one. I mean, how many bands release one thing and then that's it. There's plenty of those, but to keep being able to do something like that. I mean, you're just setting yourself up for success, not only in the short term, but the long term. Well, that, yeah, well, um, you pretty much said it. It's like either do the one and done because you feel like you've, you've done everything. It, it, it took a lot out of you and, you know, you close the chapter on that book or, you know, you, you take the plunge, you, you take all the, all the good from the bad and, um, you know, you, you try and make it grow. And that's, that's what our goal is as well. You know, we've, we've been through a lot of downs in the last two, three years. And it's like, you know what, we've probably experienced some of the worst. How much worse can it get? Might as well keep doing it, right? <laughs> Exactly. It's a good way to put it. And with some of those things you talk about, you know, you've experienced a lot of the worst, especially in the past couple of years, were those themes and those emotions really brought out on this album? Because especially listening to Dreaming, I thought that there was some sort of connection to points where, ba- where like, basically, because I was taking a look at it, one thing I always do when I look at songs is I try and find out the meaning first of it so then I can figure out, okay, how the instrumentals work with it, how the vocals work with it to really just tell the story, tell the emotion of whatever the message is. And one thing out of that was it kind of felt like, preventing some of those or talking about some of those darker times some of those you know not so good times potentially trying to get past those at the same time as well so was that a big inspiration when it came to writing this album yeah 100 percent. and the line in um in the song you know be the one that breaks away from you at the end of the day you know to wake up from that dreaming state you got to be the one that does that ultimately you know there might be a lot of um uh different factors that kind of influence and uh, influence the way you feel and where your headspace is at, but you are the one at the end of the day that that changes it all. Yeah. Absolutely, because well, I mean, when I went through it, I'm just looking over at a different screen right now because I went through a whole like three pages of notes on this song because I want to make sure I get everything right in my own thoughts. And then when I talk in a podcast, I don't want to just like mess it up completely. So I want to make sure I have it right because I was looking at it and I kind of connected with it in a way where the meaning I thought was like. It's talking about you standing in your own way because there's plenty of instances where we think that we're not good enough or we can't do something. But a lot of times those instances, sometimes they're true, but sometimes we create them in our own minds and we basically stand in our own way. And like that line that you just put out there, it says that, you know, when we realize that we're dreaming about these obstacles and issues in front of us, we realize that it's just us that's in front of us. And if we're able to step aside and let ourselves like basically shine and let ourselves be who we are, 
next thing you know, those obstacles are not going to be there anymore. We're going to get through those dark times and get through those not so good times. We're going to end up getting to those times where we're productive, we're happy, and we're doing exactly what we want to do. Dude, I'm a teacher, and you pretty much got a 10 out of 10 for that one. <laughs> yeah! Like, <laughs> I can absolutely nailed it. I don't have much more to say. So anyone wants to ask me that question, I'm going to refer to this uh, this podcast. I'm just going to send the link, go to this particular second. Listen to what he has to say because he nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. Give that man a round of applause. Yes! Woo! That always makes me happy because it's just... But the one thing that always comes with the meaning of songs as well is... It, I'll say it all depends upon also what we go through in life as well because... Of course, I think a lot of people have those times where they felt like they've stood in their own way. Hell, I know I've done that myself as well. And when I listen to this song, it's like, yeah, there's plenty of times now where I know how to step out of my own way, but also reminds me that at times I'm not that good at it either. So always just kind of think back, take a step back at times, see if you're the one that's preventing yourself from really going forward and preventing yourself from achieving your dreams. And if it is because of you, you're the one that can fix it because it's on you. So just step aside and then go. I guess um, everyone goes through that, and I guess um, we—that's what we're trying to do: connect with, with the fans, with experiences and stuff. And I think a bit of that theme does come up in the album as well, a bit more in the other songs too. So yeah, and that's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of themes based on like feeling like you're controlled, and that could be by someone, something, or yourself. And whenever like I dig deep with these particular themes or experiences. Um, I find it very hard to to stay in the dark spot when when writing those lyrics. Like at the end, I feel like oh, you know what I, I need to I need to spin it so people always remember that you can get out of this situation. You know, it it it, it, it can always be that way. So that's the, when you notice when you listen to the rest of the songs, there is like a um, it, it, the the story ends and it closes. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Even with silence as well, especially with how that song is built up with the energy, it does have that feeling of, I mean, in the same way, you could look at it the same way as well with a, a very similar emotion behind the meaning to basically silence all the other voices that are inside your head as well because you're going to have pressures coming from many different places from yourself, from maybe your family and friends and from society potentially saying, you know, oh, play it safe, do this and follow that card against Mandy card that says, go to college, get married, have a few kids, buy some shit, move to Florida and die. And yeah. for all the people that want to do that, totally fine, totally fair. If that's what makes you happy, go for it. But there's a lot of us out there like Peter, like Simon, like myself, where there's, we don't want to go just like, okay, we want to just follow along this very rigid path, this very set path and play it safe. No, there's things that we want to do in life and we want to silence all those outside voices so that we can focus on, you know, this is what we want. This is what we want to go for. Now let's make it happen. And the energy behind that song, especially with how it builds up from the verses and then goes into that fantastic chorus with the, it's like kind of scratchy, clean vocals, but it just works so well to just bring out that energy behind it. I mean, when I listen to that one, I'm just like, Okay, okay. Holy shit, this is good. I mean, uh, you know what? I, you've said, like, you know, you, you like silence a lot. You should check out the, um, if you haven't seen it, check out the music video and you'll um, you'll see me play uh, Cameron Poe from Con Air because I'm literally wearing the singlet that's ripped and all that and my hair is pretty long. And we filmed it actually in a, um, in a, in a closed jail in Australia. We, we pretty much booked out the jail and it's filmed inside... A prison um so it, it was an idea created from the director 
and the video captures the song on a whole new level. Oh, when I was preparing for this episode and 15 minutes before we went on, like, I had that song going, but I also had the music video go at the same time as well, so I know exactly what you were talking about. And having that, I vision to just film it in a prison because, again, it feels like you're locked inside because of different things that are coming around you. It's like certain barriers that you're trying to break through, whether it's, again, whether it's society trying to say, okay, do this because this is what we expect you to do. Go along this path. Your family or your friends saying, okay, go along this, go along that. They're going to try and prevent you from doing certain things. Or even yourself because you're worried about, you know, other perceptions, you're worried about, you know, potential successes, we're just worried about a lot of stuff. And having that all those different preconceived notions can potentially be that prison that holds you in. And when you finally break through that by saying, put the bunny down. (laughs) And next thing you know, you end up crashing a plane into Vegas and getting off scot free because you saved the world. Uh, Man, we're going to talk with you more often. Oh. Is all, all favorite references. <laughs> oh, oh, hell yeah. I, 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 when it, the camera, Nick Cage references, come on. I'm, I'm all chock full of them. Anytime I can bring up Nick Cage on a podcast, it is a good day. <laughs> in, um, I haven't checked it out yet. The the new movie that he made where he plays Nick Cage and he gets um he gets kidnapped or his family apparently gets kidnapped. Have you heard about this? I think so. I'm trying to think of it though, but. His family, he he or his family, someone gets kidnapped by like I think it's some drug lord or whatever, and they know it's him, so they um uh they blackmail him, but he has to play like different characters of his old movies to figure out the problems. Like it's brilliant. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. I don't know if it's so out. Saying but I'm trying to watch it. I have to look. He's saying it himself. Is it yeah. Nick- well, there's another there's there's another one I say want to see. It's Nick Cage basically playing himself. I can't remember what the name of it is, but basically Nick Cage plays a mechanic at what would be like a Chuck E. Cheese, and then all the animatronic robots come to life and try and kill him. And the whole entire time, like when he's like fixing something or he's like at work and people are talking, he is dead silent, but or he whispers or something like that. But then when he's like going on this like having to like not die rampage and kill all these animatronic beings that are possessed. He is just Nick Cage angry and screaming the whole time. Uh, so what's Chuck E. Cheese? We don't so, have Chuck E. Cheese here. Okay, so Chuck E. Cheese is, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. It was, it's a place, it's primarily for like little kids, but it's a place where you go there. They have a bunch of different like arcade video games. They used to like, uh, back okay. in the 90s, they had like a giant ball pit, like a little like indoor jungle gym, serve pizza and everything. And then they'd have these like animatronic robots of Chucky, which was like a rat. And then like a bunch of these other like animal friends that would like play these instruments and be like, <laughs> and like sing these horrible songs. And it was just something where, of course, as a kid, you wanted to go there because it was like, it was basically like an arcade. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, but with, just weird animatronic robots that were going on there. And I can like, I can see where it'd be like definitely a little bit more of an American thing because of course, Chuck E. Cheese is all over the place in America. But I mean, if you saw it just with the fact that there's animatronic robots that come to life and Nick Cage has to kill them. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) So what's this movie called? You don't remember, right? I don't remember it, but I, I feel like I got to look it up now because if I don't, if I don't want to like, I don't want to leave you guys hanging. (laughs) <laughs> shoot because i i feel so bad if i forget about this uh let's go to his i filmography imdb because it recently came out if or if it didn't uh got it oh it's a new movie willie's wonderland willie's wonderland oh. wow <laughs> okay cool. i gotta is it uh 
it looks like it might be out actually so oh uh it was originally set for a theatrical release in october 30th of 2020 but was postponed it was released through video on demand with a simultaneous limited theatrical release in the united states on february 12th of 2021 so if you can find it, go and watch it. And I might do that right after this episode. I might go and finally watch <laughs> it. Crack open a couple of beers and just enjoy. I went and looked up the name of the movie I was talking about. It's called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. <laughs> 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 and so he plays a fictionalized version of himself in what is described as a meta story in which he's paid $1 million to attend a wealthy super fan's birthday party. oh my god okay now this definitely sounds like the perfect project for nick cage all of a sudden end up becoming like cameron pond becoming benjamin gates from uh national treasure yeah becoming uh god i can't remember the character's name and it's on the Troy. yeah casper troy from face off that was it uh i see him run around just go i'm a vampire i'm a vampire To see all this shit from Nick Cage. I mean, I, I gotta watch this movie now, too. But I also have to watch Willy's Wonderland because, well, him killing animatronic robots, come on. That might be something you guys gotta add to your set, potentially, is all of a sudden an animatronic robot that comes out. You guys just smash it to bits with baseball bats. I'm in. Count me in. <laughs> Count him in, too. <laughs> well, if, well if, there's, if I start seeing more Chuck E. Cheese's potentially closed down and have to, like, auction off their stuff, I'll try and get my hands on a couple of animatronic robots, and then we'll fi- I'll, I'll find a way to get them to you guys or even better, when you guys come to the U.S. and start playing some shows, then the shipping costs won't be necessarily as bad. Or I can just end up <laughs> delivering them myself and be like, all right, guys, we're going to set these up. We're going to wheel them out kind of like, you know, like uh, Guar does on anything on their set. And you guys are just going to end up smashing this thing to bits on stage and just see what happens. And then after it, we'll be like, you know what? We're throwing it away. It's good. And you're forgetting, <laughs> we, can, we can hide it the easiest way back in the container of rice. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. What, I didn't think about that. The container of rice. My God. <laughs> But yeah, like going back to the, the silence uh, single as well, especially with the music video. Again, that prison setting, just the perfect way about. It. So whoever came up with that idea, with if the director came up with that idea, dude, that, yeah. you got to give that director an A plus on that one, man. He's really good, man. Um, his name's Dave Hunter. Uh, works for Band Factory Media, and he he's so awesome to work with. Like he's really on the ball with time schedules, um, especially the fact that you know we're a bunch of jokers and waste a lot of time as much as possible. Um, you know, we, we, we had to fly to another state to go film it. And we always say, you know, let's not have a big night. Let's look good. Let's look good for the music video. Cause we're going to get up really early. That never happens. We, we, we get up, <laughs> we, we get to the set two hours sleep and then he'll rock up and be like, Oh man, he goes, I saw your videos on Instagram last night. And I was like, Oh, I might as well have a few drinks too. And he's running on two hours sleep. But, um, <laughs> yeah, man, he, he really knows how to capture, um, a song and, and put it put it in a picture or, or a video and he his work uh, I, I find it it's very um it's very cinematic um it feels like you're watching a movie and that's why i like working with him as well um i really love like watching like you know jared leto's projects with 30 seconds to mars and how he does you know it looks like you're watching a movie all the time oh and, yeah uh, yeah I, th- I think he does his own version of, of that it's really cool Say when it comes to the Jared Leto stuff, I'm well aware of it because if you take a, if you see like a, the little picture for the Zoom meeting, my little picture that shows up in the little side thing, it is me next to Jared and Shannon Leto. Oh, really? No, I haven't seen the photo. It's mad. 
Yeah, I'll, I, I, it's. I mean, I pretty much anywhere that I have online, I pretty much that's basically my profile picture. It's almost two years old at this point because, of course, twenty twenty couldn't go out and see any shows. So it's from twenty nineteen. But I'm like, you know what? It's just too good of a picture. I can't say no to it. And I still got the the flag that I'm holding in the picture is right behind me. Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, mad. <laughs> have you gone to Mars Island and all that stuff? Or no, not really. That's where that picture was from. It was from Mars Island in Croatia. Oh, oh man, wow, tell great. us a bit about that. We, we, yeah, we've always <laughs> talked about it. Uh, it was it was definitely interesting because I did the Mars the Camp Mars one in 2018 that was in Malibu, and that one that one was fine. It was but the Mars Island one was so much better because they literally had it on this random island out in the middle of the Adriatic Sea, and it was like it was kind of like a weird like luxury resort camping kind of thing. Where I end up camping with two people I'd met from the previous year, and we met in like we met up in Croatia. We end up like spending the night beforehand, hanging out, having a couple of drinks because one girl was from the Ukraine, one girl's from uh, I think it, I can't remember where in England, but she's somewhere in England. So we we're just drinking, having a good time beforehand, and then we end up going out there, and it's just beautiful island, and pretty much you get to do whatever the fuck you want. The food was fantastic. Everyone's just swimming in the water. I ended up going kayaking, having a great time with it. I got an even crazier story about that. I won't share it on here, but I'll tell, I might tell you guys afterwards just because it's absolutely yeah. nuts. And <laughs> it was just like, I kept walking around with a mini speaker on and everyone's like, they're playing Thursdays, Mars music all over the place. I'm walking around with this mini speaker. I'm like, okay, what do I want? What do I feel like playing today? And I had people like a bunch of people follow me around. Cause I'm like, okay, what am I playing now? Lincoln park. Holy shit. Okay. Here comes everybody. Start playing rising. Here comes everybody. Once again, we're just having a blast, having a great time. Uh, we, we had this like meet and greet thing with the band, like Jared was talking to like everybody, me and this one guy, we were standing off to the side and there's like, they're touring. I think it's their touring guitarist. Uh, Stevie was just kind of off on the side playing his acoustic guitar. And me and this one of the guys just started talking for like a half hour while Jared's talking to everybody else. We're kind of off on the side, like, Hey Stevie, how's it going? It was just a fun time. And I mean, the people you meet there, everyone's just, just happy to be there. So it's just this, again, it, you get that family vibe going once again. Hell, there's people that I met the, the in, at Mars Island in 2019 where I'm still talking to them. And whenever, when I get a chance to go over to Europe, probably 2022 now, I'm like, I want to go as many places as possible to not only hang out with the bands that I've ended up talking to from there and had the podcast and have built relationships with, but I also want to see all these people once again. Probably going to cost me a lot, but hopefully, uh, like, where I like lodging accommodations and lodging prices. Hopefully that won't be a bad thing. So hopefully they'll just let me stay with them. Oh yeah. Well, they're, they're your friends now, right? That's, that's part of the whole deal. That's that comes with the package. <laughs> that comes back. like, yeah, this is the deal. But I mean, if you get it, like, it's, if you get a chance to go, it's just one of these cool things where you just get to hang out, just have a great time. Just do whatever the hell you feel like, especially the Island one. The Island one is just way too cool. Okay. So note yeah. that down, go to the Island. Done. And also, one other thing too, the food, <laughs> so damn good, so damn. Oh, good. really? Yeah, yeah. They went all out with the food. That's they, cool. It went. They they go all out with this stuff. They really have it down to basically. It's going to be a little bit expensive, but you definitely get your money's worth going out there. Because I was there for three days, I think, and it was just yeah, cool. Man, it was perfect. So it's not carrots, cucumbers, and hummus. Yeah, just not that. No, it's like legitimate. I mean, you have like half, like half of it's just like, okay, here's what normally we you get. And then the other half is, okay, here's vegan options because the band's vegan. A lot of the band fans are vegan mm -hmm. as well. So it's like you get basically this gigantic mix of whatever you can think of possibly. And it's just, oh man, so tasty. I miss that food. <laughs> but I also know you got, also you guys got a, another interview coming up right after this one. It's like about like five minutes before I think that is correct. 
Yeah. Alrighty. Well, unfortunately, that means we're going to have to probably bring this one to a close, even though I don't want to do the fact that this conversation yeah. is being fun as all hell. But I do want to make sure you guys get to that next conversation as well, to that next interview so that you guys can keep growing Dreamers Crime. And when that new album comes out again called Here We Are will come out sometime in 2021, that it's going to be a big release. And well, I'm going to make sure I do my part to make sure that happens. So, oh, yeah. Cheers, man. Thanks, Kevin. Thank Thanks for having us on the Thanks, show, man. dude. This was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, thanks man. for being on, guys. For that Casa Bonita meeting that we're going to have. Well, <laughs> I like to end these podcasts by saying three things. So this is what, the first one is for everybody listening. When it comes to Dreamers Crime, when it comes to their new song, Silence, and their new song, Dreaming, and to keep in touch with them, you're going to want to follow them on all their socials. You're going to want to subscribe to their YouTube channel. You're going to want to know where to stream their music. You want to find them online. You're going to want to buy some merch as well, because then when the album is ready to come out, you're going to want to pre-order that shit. Yes, pre-order it, not pre-save. Pre-order so that, you know bands you know we support them they get the money you know so i want to make it as easy as possible on everybody look at the links in the description below youtube spotify apple podcast i heard you're gonna say find dreamers crime online with all the links there so go follow their stuff subscribe their stuff share their stuff when the pre-orders are coming out pre-order that stuff and support these guys because my god hard rock heavy metal metalcore fans you're gonna like this shit trust me yeah cheers man thanks for doing that job <laughs> oh you're very welcome cheers. now number two because you just talked about that Casa Bonita thing. Well, even if it isn't Casa Bonita, when I have guests on the podcast I absolutely enjoy having on, I always make this promise. So this pretty much happens every single time. And this one, by God, there is no exception to this one. This has to happen. So this is not an if, because this is a promise. This is a when. I can see you guys play live for the first time, or if it's at Casa Bonita, whatever it might be. I don't know, but whenever I get to see you guys play live for the first time, my promise to you is this. First round's on me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, you know what? Because of how much fun I had on this one, first two rounds on me. <laughs> but it's number two. Yeah! <laughs> number two! Yeah! All right, so, Peter Simon, again, thank you guys for being on the podcast. So, in all good conscience, I cannot end this podcast with goodbye because we have the promise right there. I want to have you guys back in the podcast again at some point, and goodbye okay. seems too final, so we're going to end it with see you later. Till next time. Till next time. Ooh, well, well, folks, that's my interview with Simon and Peter from the band Dreamers Crime, again, out of Australia. And you're going to want to get in the know with these guys once again. And my God, again, how much fun was this episode? This was absolutely nuts. So when it comes to find them online, again, all the links description below for you to find them, subscribe to their stuff, follow their stuff on social media, stream their stuff. When the album is announced, please, please, please go and pre-order it because... Come on, let's go support these guys. These guys are absolutely incredible. And do I want Dreamers Crime to come back on the podcast? Uh, hell yeah. So when that new album is ready to drop, I will make sure you guys get to know about it. And we'll go in deep with the band on it as well. So I'm looking super duper forward to that. And I want to pay my debts because, again, with how much fun these guys were, it's not just first rounds on me. It's the first two rounds around me with these guys. I am so ready for this. And again, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Please subscribe to the Corporate Graphics Podcast at the MSOD Rocks YouTube page. Or you can subscribe to the Corporate Graphics Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Links again in the description below for everything. So on that note, that's going to be for me, you guys. Thank you for watching and listening to the Code Progression Podcast. Project Music Rocks, Rock and Roll Thrive. My name is Kevin. And you guys know how I end every single one of these episodes. That was my horrible uh, Nick Cage uh, put the money down impersonation with a big, healthy, and hearty. <gasps> See ya! Oh, yeah!